President Trump is back with his first campaign rally since the COVID-19 was declared a pandemic. The numbers were low. Wasn't a sold out house, wasn't a packed house. We're going to discuss that. We're gonna discuss the voter enthusiasm. We're gonna discuss support. And then we're gonna discuss updates on what's going on with Seattle's Chaz, now known as CHOP. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging With Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging With Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter. Follow us at Hanging With Apes. Go on over to our website. That's HangingWithApes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform. Type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. If you want to take a counterculture stance with a piece of apparel, go to our website. Go to the merchandise area and buy yourself a Live by the Woke, Die by the Woke t-shirt, long sleeve, hoodie, sweater. They're out there, especially in these crazy, crazy times where you have cancel culture and PC culture. So this would be the counterculture response to all of that. Uh, Kicking off the episode, it is crazy the the rallies are back and um we um it's interesting because we haven't really seen what it would be like i actually watched the rally i was able to kind of get a glimpse of the enthusiasm the message the platform trump back to his old ways on stage as an entertainer but obviously the crowd wasn't to the magnitude that even his campaign had expected cnn was very quick to point this out and i would say that it's cause for concern definitely what about you um obviously it being the time where COVID-19 kind of swept 2020 from its feet. I think a lot of that was kind of what affected this rally. And really, moving forward, I think, in general, rallies from both sides, I do feel that there's going to be less people going. I still do think that if I were Trump, I would be concerned just because of like the numbers because usually he packs the house, and that was not even close, right? It was like about 50% capacity. It Maybe a little like, less. It was like two thirds. Yeah, so two thirds capacity. So it was a it's a nine thousand seat arena, and there were twelve thousand people. Yeah, or nineteen thousand. Nineteen thousand. Yeah, yeah. nineteen thousand so and it, nineteen thousand seat arena, twelve thousand there, and seven so seven thousand short. Yeah. So capacity. Me, being used to, you know, again packing the house, I would obviously be be concerned about that, especially. You know, it being the first one back, but then it would depend too, because you have to do it consistently to see if you start feel the crowd a little bit more and and see what's going on. But 
Yeah, I think it's natural to feel like that, but I, I, I do think that it's going to be kind of a messy, messy political arena all the way to November just because of the whole COVID-19 thing going on. Like, is there going to be a debate? You would hope so, but I mean... I don't see any reason why there wouldn't be at least two debates. I know Trump's campaign is pushing for more, but doesn't look like Biden is down for any more than like with the 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 usual amount which is like two or three yeah um that's very easy to have you don't even really need a a crowd for that and like whatever venue you have like you could have uh a crowd that's spread out you could have like the pretty much the biden bernie debate where yeah. it was just the media and Biden and Bernie, yeah. and, and they weren't even close to each other. So you could have something like that, or perhaps a, a venue or a, a stage setup like the the Trump Hillary one, where they could like walk around on stage a little bit, but still keep their distance from one another. It all depends on on how like what works for either one of them. Um, so I, I do anticipate a debate. I don't know how many. And I don't know how that would pan out. And I don't know who would moderate it because obviously that matters a lot. But first time back at a rally, I would say that there is a little bit cause for concern. I don't think that it's necessarily a moment to hit the panic button, but... Hmm. Yeah, do you, do you, I expected I expected a, a better turnout. Do you feel that because of where 2020 is right now, people are kind of like turned off by by like the whole political situation at hand? Like they really don't want to hear about politics because like, like, you get on Facebook politics, you get on Twitter politics, you, the news, it's all just. You already know how 2020 has been. It's just been on 10. So do you feel like... So, but that you're kind of answering your own question. The fact that it's everywhere suggests that people are not tired of it because but, people are posting about it and commenting about it. And But it's different when you could do it from the comfort of your home than to actually go to a rally. Do you feel like people are going to be kind of like refrain from maybe participating no, because because people were were at at uh, Black Lives Matter protests and everything like that. So, and that and many of them, yeah, were doing it from the comfort of their own home. But then others were actually physically there. So, no, I, I don't I don't think that politics is getting trite to people. I think people very much want to talk politics. Uh, I but I I do know that people want to talk politics in their own way. Like people, people don't want a back and forth. People want oh da, 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 post online and this is what I believe and then that's it. There's not a lot of Debate. discourse yeah. back and forth. Uh, like yesterday on Twitter, I had a nice little back and forth with my sister's brother on Twitter. And um, it was very civilized. Like, obviously, like, we're on, on different sides of the aisle and, and we view things very differently culturally and politically just across the board. But there were things that we both we both could 
could see and agree on and 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 he's a very rational guy and and he was like you know he he actually kicked off the conversation because he responded to a, one of my retweets where uh it was a it's an ad where brad parscale posted it's like a, a, a old tube tv and on there you see a bunch of like biden gaffes and and yeah. him like messing up and him having his little mental lapses and whatnot and he commented on it and said that he doesn't believe Biden is the answer for the Democratic Party. And he believes that Biden needs to pick a very good vice president because many not so radically left Democrats and independents are going to go into voting day with the notion that Biden won't even finish a first term. And so they might be more or less looking at it like if you're voting for Biden, you're actually voting for his vice president. Yeah. Um, no, do you- I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that wholeheartedly, but Biden has said things that suggest that he doesn't plan on finishing the first term. Yeah. I don't know if people are going to go to the ballot box thinking that way yeah, yeah yeah but but maybe maybe not like he didn't really he didn't use those words but like that's pretty much what he was suggesting um so, so is he saying that he would like a more moderate democrat to be picked well he or, didn't or he didn't really? really he didn't really say it. it i would imagine so because he's not with all the extremism yeah. and he his his thing is that oh well both extremes of both parties are the ones doing all the talking but the reality is that republicans right now aren't doing much talking at all yeah number 1 do you find that concerning yeah because you can't you can't put the burden on the alternative media and and the Tim Pools and the Crowders and the Ben Shapiro's to fire up the base all the time. Like yeah. we're not politicians, you know what I'm saying? We're yeah. not like whoever, commentators. Ho- however many people listen listen to our show, however many people listen to Crowder, however many people listen to Shapiro, how many ever people listen to Tim Pool, you know. And then you have the 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 other alternative media sources like Breitbart and, and uh, OAN and, and all of these places, like that's not, it's not our job. And it seems like the only ones that are making any strides in that area are those people and then President Trump. So yeah. I don't see a lot of extremes coming from the right at all. So in, in that regard, I disagreed with with his assessment Meanwhile, on the left, you are seeing extreme, like you are seeing mayors and governors not condemn the destruction of property and tearing down of statues and some of the like the the, the pure heinous things that are going on. Yeah. The fact that the the Chaz will, will now it's chop in Seattle is still a thing. Yeah. The fact that Atlanta just essentially charged a, an officer if convicted can face the den- death penalty essentially for doing his yeah, job. Yeah. 
which even yeah. even is hypocritical by their standard because a few weeks ago the district attorney was on on video saying how a taser is a deadly weapon so now it's like that's what here that's pure yeah. extremism where where you're willing to display such blatant hypocrisy yeah and and like nobody challenges you on it nobody says anything and the media doesn't even do that like how i came across that video of of the that hypocritical district attorney saying what he said about a taser two weeks ago or probably now more like three weeks ago and then correlating that with the charges towards the officer that shot and killed richard brooks that's something that the mainstream media should have pointed out like easily like 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 with cnn msnbc fox no matter what is like well like if you're really here to inform the people that is something that you should at very least point it out none of them did bring that bring the conversation out is it a deadly weapon yes exactly let's see exactly so so you're not you're not really the meaning the mainstream media like you're not really in the business of informing people you're just it's propaganda and and agenda based so i don't see I, I see the extremes on the left, but but like just objectively speaking, taking all bias out of it, I am not like what extremes are are we seeing on the right? Like the most that we've seen recently from the right when it came to the COVID nineteen was, well, when are things going to open back up? How are a lot of these leftist politicians and officials? not enforcing anything when it comes to these protests, riots, and looting. But yet, if a woman wants to open up her salon, you're willing to arrest her. That's the most that I've seen really from the right wing. Like And like they're not even being extreme about it. They're just kind of posing the question, well, how is this okay? Yeah, yeah. And then in the more current climate, well, I have seen a lot of right-wing people speak out against the whole atlanta situation but no politicians just just yeah like people on twitter and and the constituency and 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 people like us that comment on on these type of things yeah but let me let me like okay so i had some discourse with someone well not really because i was like i knew where it was gonna go so I, i didn't bother to say so i just said what i felt as as most people would do on Twitter, so I don't know if you saw the Idris Elba T-shirt Mm-mm. that he had on. It says it's a black T-shirt, and then it says "Take my culture, fashion, music, science, and then life." But then life is crossed out. So it's his way of whatever you know, expressing himself about the whole situation. And then someone was like, "Idris, this ain't it, bro." And then and then this girl was like, "Why are these celebs just so hell bent on disappointing us right now?" And I was like, well, the fact that you're disappointed is pathetic, but to each their own. And then this was what she must have gathered from that comment. Automated message, in parentheses, is due to the Juneteenth holiday, I will not be responding to colonizers today. Please resubmit your inquiry tomorrow, and I will attempt to give a fuck about you or what you have to say. Have a great day. Happy Juneteenth. Then someone else said, White people love to tell us not to see things as racist. 
that we are mad for no reason. If they are a woke ally, they will quickly add that they are one-fourth black with black friends and a black spouse. So damn arrogant. They want to own their ex- they want to own our experiences and feelings on racism. And then I was like, I'm not white, dot, dot, dot. And then I was like, congratulations, you played yourself. So then she was like, this makes it worse. You have no self-awareness as a black man. Get some help. What type of weird convo is it that you just automatically assume I'm white, then automatically assume I'm black, and completely ignore the fact that like my assessment of what you said was... It's fucked up and pathetic that you think that famous people hold all this accountability. They're famous people. I watch Idris because he's a good actor. Yeah. If he expresses himself, like like the shirt, for example, I don't agree with the shirt. I don't hate him, and I don't feel disappointed about it. You're your own person. That was my basically where I was getting at. But what I don't understand is what is she disappointed with if he's essentially rocking with her 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 way of being? Because... Because it only had life crossed out. So it's saying, take my art, take my whatever. Just don't take my life. Yeah. So that's exactly uh, what, what, what it was I see what, what it was saying. Yeah. Culture, fashion, music, science. And I guess that didn't appease her. And, and, and then to her, she's disappointed. Because, of course, Idris should have the opinion of that'll make her happy. And it's like, well, you can discuss and you can critique somebody. But disappointment? You know what I mean? Like LeBron James. Has his thoughts on on, on on certain things. Even Dave Chappelle, we, we, we critiqued on 846. That does not mean like he's the end-all, be-all of everything. No. He's a human being that has his own opinions. Like, and, and, and they're not even, these are not even people in the really, they're in the cultural realm but they're in the they're in the cultural realm. Well, Dave Chappelle is more of a of a sculptor of the culture. Idris Elba yeah. is an actor. Like you do what people tell you to do. Yeah. And like you say the words other people write. So actors really uh, by and large is like they don't hold much weight in such a discussion for me. Yeah. Chappelle a little bit more so because what he expresses are his thoughts. I mean, look at his last five specials. It's a critique of society. Of, of things that are going on, yeah. absolutely. But even in that regard, Chappelle is not a politician. Chappelle is not a campaign manager. Chappelle is... Chappelle. Chappelle is a comedian, a writer. He's... That's his realm. That's how you get the what, PSAs that you retweeted. What I would say, like if anybody... Should be disappointed, or or what would warrant disappointment is more so. I think, like with with Brad Parscale right now, Trump's campaign manager, not doing a better job, like navigating what took place at the rally yesterday, like the yeah. low numbers and everything like that, because he all week was tweeting. Like how the 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 rally numbers were the highest in history, yeah. Right, like the yeah. in in terms of people requesting tickets and and people RSVPing and whatever, like that. Now, we see a lot coming from this situation, and it's still kind of currently developing. We see they're saying that pretty much the media was putting a lot of fear in people 
because they were calling it the Corona rally because everybody's going to be there. Motherfuckers ain't going to be wearing masks, yeah. this, that, and the other. And then Trump's campaign even put out a statement saying, more or less, you come at your own risk. Like, yeah. if anything pops off, it's not our fault. Trump's staffers also, there were six of them that tested positive for yeah. the COVID-19 uh, and they were handling the rally and the rally situation and everything like that. So I feel like this week, Brad Parscale will earn his keep. Like we're going to see, what? are you better? Are you, are you as good for this job? as Steve Bannon was back in 2016. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, are, are you are you just as good for this job? Now, so you have that. Then we have, it's very it's very hard to like understand what's going on, but but what they, they're calling the TikTok teens and, and, and K-pop stands where yeah. apparently there was like all of these young teenagers. They spam basically. Yeah, and and they and essentially they all a bunch of them reserved a bunch of seats and RSVP yeah. or whatever, which essentially is a, the most blatant form that we've ever seen and had and can substantiate of election meddling. Like they yeah. put all that stuff on Russia, but like this is like clear as day, upfront and in your face type shit. And then Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez goes on to praise them and say that she's so proud of them or whatever. <laughs> now, if this if that is the case, let's say it's not the 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 media putting fear into into people uh, because because it would be what they call the corona rally, yeah. but it is it is this. Then one obviously it's a it's a teachable moment for the campaign perhaps do a better job vetting or 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 seeing the legitimacy of what's being requested and who's requesting it and everything like that but also you're all you kind of hurt yourself if you're the left and the reason why you kind of hurt yourself is number one aren't you giving yourself a false sense of security well like like let's say yeah. let's say like we're gonna have a boxing match, right? And mm -hmm. it's gonna be me versus you. And then I just see, like, I don't see any videos of you training or anything like that. But then, like, a video comes out of like you're like sick and throwing up. And then I'm like, oh man, I don't like dude ain't <coughs> on shit. Like he ain't cut out for this. Yeah. But then it turns out that your your camp put that shit out to like give me like a false sense of security. I much rather know the capacity and the capability of my opponent than yeah. not. And yeah. so if it is indeed that that whole thing was was manipulated and, and more or less sabotaged, you hurt the Biden campaign because now they don't know how hard they need to go. Yeah. Because if, if you let it pan out and, and flow legitimately and it was a packed house. Yeah. Then it'd be like, damn, okay, like dude hasn't hasn't missed a beat. If it the numbers were what they were yesterday, yeah. Well, as as we record this episode, it was yesterday. Yeah. If the numbers were what they were Saturday, and like that whole thing wasn't sabotaged or manipulated, then it's like, oh, okay. Well, now your strategists know, okay, well, he's losing ground, he's yeah. losing enthusiasm. Now we know like what points to to attack and like what to get at yeah. 
But if the whole thing, the 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 one third not showing up was manipulated and manufactured, well, you really don't know what to do at this yeah. point. And also, if you RSVP, is it paid, or or is it just like because at that point too, you'd be funding the rally, wouldn't you? So it depends on how they did the RSVP because some RSVPs, yeah, you pay. Is all you, you know you. You basically you get your place by paying, so at that point it's kind of counterproductive to pay because someone else wanted to go and you're not excited, but you're really still funding the campaign yeah. as opposed to so if they didn't require you to pay, then I would suggest that that would probably be a like a good way of kind of stopping that from from the from the Trump campaign side. But either way, it's like you said, it's hard to gauge because if if, if that was the case then you really don't know. You really don't know from Biden's standpoint, like what's really going what's on. What's really and, going on. And exactly. you're seeing that on, on Twitter a lot. Cause I don't know if you've seen like when, when, when someone has like a rebuttal to something like this one's happened in the last two years, but this has nothing to do with politics, but just to kind of give you an example, it's father's day. The rebuttal for some odd reason is mother's day. So mother's day is trending instead of father's day today which is weird, but let's say, quote-unquote, the K-pop stands or the TikTokers, they were like, oh, hell no, why the fuck? They? So then they start spamming it, and then when you start watching videos, it's just those fucking, like, uh, the K-pop, like, Asian guys dancing and shit, and, and it's all about that, and it has nothing to do with Mother's Day. So then you realize that, well, what's what's going on is this like a joke or whatever and then that's when you kind of see that that's how they're spamming it yeah they're just kind of overflowing the airwaves to the point that you're like oh i don't even know why i'm on this thread because it's all about k-pop and it's all about like tiktok videos so i'm gonna go do something else yeah this is basically what they're trying to do they did that with the trump uh rally again because are now at this point have you hurt the, the the Trump campaign or helped them? Because now they're they they might vet better. They might turn it up like like yeah. to a level that they didn't hadn't planned on turning. Like who knows what they're what they're willing to do yeah. now? And then it's like oh well maybe th maybe this really wasn't anything that served anybody any any purpose. And then the other thing that I've heard about the attendance numbers was that there were protesters counter protesters well there was no protest it was a rally so protesters to the rally out there blocking entrances and stuff like that now the mainstream media said that wasn't the case but a lot of people have taken account of that being the case and like to the point where the protesters were blocking entrances where the police had to fence off the entrance and they were told by the event staff that there are no more screeners because I guess people were getting screened coming in. Yeah. That there were no more screeners available and like to go home because they weren't going to let them in. And there was a lady that took a picture of a bunch of people that were just told to go home. So now I don't know if that amount of people, how much that amount of people would have made difference in terms of the like the grand scale uh, and the numbers that were there. But yeah. There does seem to be a little bit of an inconsistency with what 
we're seeing on social media and what we're seeing from the mainstream media, which yeah. in this particular case, in, in this particular case, I'm more inclined to believe social media because mainstream media was ain't like on the ground like that yeah. as opposed to like all these people with their phones and everything like that. One one funny video that I saw that 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 had me laughing. It was there was this Mexican guy selling you know, pro Trump flags and T-shirts and everything like that, yeah. and you know uh, you know doing his thing, making some money or whatever the case. And some white Black Lives Matter proponent was walking, and he's like, "How can you support Trump? You're oppressed. You're an oppressed man. How could you support him? He supports." your oppression, this and that. And then the guy was like, well, I don't see how I'm oppressed. He's like, my grandfather fought in such and such war. My dad fought in Nam. He's like, man, it's America yeah. first here, bro. Like, it's America first. And then the guy, the white guy's like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're oppressed. And so then dude flips the script. He's like, man, you know what? I do feel oppressed. He's like, give me my reparations. Give me my reparations. And like the white guy was like, and then like the crowd started like laughing and, yeah. and like pretty much riding with the Mexican dude is like, yeah. well, if you're, if, if you believe this man is oppressed and you're white, give him everything in your pockets, give him, give him some money yeah. because you know, or cash app him some money or, or something. Yeah. And like dude had nothing. Yeah. And it's, and it's very true. It's a very true, uh, uh, analyzation yeah. of of the 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 current culture. Um, one thing that <laughs> oh. I, one thing that I will say, uh. well, actually, two things ab about this particular topic is one: before the rally, Steve Bannon was on Fox. He was interviewed, and he said something that I think rings pretty true. He didn't seem. A hundred percent enthusiastic or certain about a Trump victory, which I think Steve Bannon is is very smart. Like when it comes to that that's that yeah. area and and like those sort of predictions. But what he did say was very interesting. He said, number one, Hillary was a way smarter opponent than Biden. And I I, th I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Yeah. Hillary had more of a platform than Biden, even though she didn't have much of a platform. She had more of a platform than Biden. And secondly, Hillary was a globalist. Biden is a globalist. Trump is a populist. And he's saying that still the populist wave that's going on and really throughout the whole world yeah. is still very much alive. So... Well, you're seeing this with Japan, paying billions to get out of China to firms. So so we're... So that, that, uh, that was like a nice... A current assessment... His lack of certainty doesn't seem based in in Biden being a great opponent. More so based in well, because the economy took a hit, and you know the the coronavirus and everything going on right yeah. now. That breeding, you know, un, un, a lot more uncertainty amongst voters. Yeah. It, it seemed like that was more so where his uncertainty came from more than 
like actually thinking Biden is anything to like really be reckoned with. Yeah, it's hard. It's a, it's a weird time. You saw Florida yesterday recorded the the most in one day for COVID nineteen. Yeah. It was what two thousand. Yeah. So then you have that in the backdrop, changing things and making things complicated. Too. Uh, another thing that I would say about the the rally and 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 the the numbers and the attendance and everything and and right now the left more or less getting a kick out of that situation is one i mean they should really learn from their mistakes because they've preemptively celebrated before mm. yeah you know with the impeachment with michael cohen like pretty much it's always been, oh, this is it. We got him now. This is it. We got him. We got him. We got him. And then, you know, this whole like Bolton situation, which is funny because there's videos of Bolton in public, like on, on TV or the news or whatever, saying great things about Trump in the same time frame that Trump was allegedly saying like all of this shit that Bolton is saying. So, yeah. So what? What's the truth? What you're saying in your book, or what you were saying at the time that you were making all, doing all these interviews and talking yeah. highly about Trump? Yeah. Uh, that's I find that interesting, and I didn't know this about Bolton. I learned that today. He's done this before with Bush, where he was in the administration, left, and then started talking shit about the. So, yeah. so like that's I I don't know that that's sort of a. A ugly repertoire to have like to yeah. like be rocking with someone and every time either there's a disagreement or they give you the boot he was on some of the game g unit that <laughs> shit <laughs> like i remember when when the game was saying that like he never wore a g unit bandana you were clearly in a commercial with a g unit bandana what are you talking about yeah nah man oh well, all right well i guess we'll not look at the commercial because it's obviously there and it's a real video. Yeah. And then and then finally <laughs> the be cautious of the preemptive celebrating and then also you can't knock someone for okay uh, the attendance numbers weren't wasn't what they expected to be but what does a Biden rally look like? Is there a Biden rally? So you can't really... Well, that's a thing. You can't really yeah. knock anyone when there's like there's no precedent set, especially during a pandemic. So You think Biden's going to have a rally? Or do you think that he's probably going to avoid that? Because I, I think, honestly, rallies kind of... They're a necessity when it comes to I I, I, I think so. Yeah. I think... They're just good. being in the ground floor, I, I, you know? And I think they're good moments for the candidate to be candid, to, to talk frankly. And, and you know, I, I'm sure some of what is said is scripted, but then in other cases, it's just off the top. And it's a good way to get a feel of the candidate. And what's interesting is, from what I understand, Trump spoke for almost two hours and in him speaking, the only bad things that the that they're really able to pull from everything that he said in two hours huh. was 
oh, he said he said Kung Flu, which he didn't even say he called it the Kung Flu. He said, I've heard it called the Kung Flu. And you could tell it was mostly to like get a laugh out of people. Yeah. He mentioned like the West Point thing, which the media like did, you know, kind of run a smear campaign about his health and everything like that because how he was drinking the water. But he explained yeah. that he saluted 600 times and yeah. his arm was, was wrecked. Yeah. You know, and then that shit was a funny ass video. And, and then and then he explained the, the whole like ramp thing. But in all of the all of the two hours, it's the kung flu. Him talking about like what what he said at, at West Point. Oh, and that he didn't mention George Floyd. Which I mean, why would you mention George Floyd at that rally? I don't understand like how that would even be like correlated. Yeah. yeah. Um. So in all of that, like, is that's really because you guys pick everything apart so in two hours the only thing that you can pull is that he didn't talk about george floyd yeah. he, he talked too long about west point and he said kung flu are you guys losing your shit your your step because yeah. like you guys used to dissect everything now yeah. like that's all you have so versus does biden even have the wherewithal to speak for two hours straight that, you know what i'm saying yeah that and then also so so i would say take a little look in the mirror before anything because yeah okay a 19,000 seat house 12,000 people but what would, would a biden rally even get 10,000 people number 1 That's number one. 2 biden has been so hell bent on like the coronavirus shit and the mask and and like he to him it's a big point of contention that he wears a mask and Trump doesn't wear a mask. He's like, oh, I'm the mask guy. Like, I believe in the science and everything like that. Yeah. So now at this point, is it even responsible for you to have a rally? Because now you 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 run the risk of looking hypocritical. And you I don't know. If, by the woke? Nah, by the woke. Exactly. <laughs> and if you see on, on, on Biden's Twitter profile, that main like profile picture, he has a mask on. And he's wearing it wrong. Like it's it's like it's half off his ear. He looks like a old like dementia old man. Like bring up bring up his his Twitter profile right now and like see and then click the profile picture and you see he has on some Ray Bans, some gold some gold aviator Ray Bans with with black lenses. His hair looks like an old man's hair, and like the mask is not even like it's like crooked. I mean like honestly who's Who's curating his shit? Like, look at that. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, like it's it doesn't. Yeah, it has to be presentable. What is this? What's wrong with you, man? Now, do you feel that Trump's campaign should pivot maybe to smaller venues or or maybe change anything from from the first this first rally or? Well, that's why I said Brad Parr's scale this week is going to earn his keep because. You, you need to find to out down. first. You need to find out what the fuck took ha what the fuck happened, what took place. It I I think at this point it's too late to fire him. Like yeah. you're too deep. You're too. And I don't think that like this is something he should be fired for because we don't even know like what happened yeah. really. Like what was what was the situation. So we need to find out. We need to we need to find out. I would reach out if I was Trump. I would reach back out to Steve Bannon. I'd be like, listen, like you've always been great at what's going on on the ground floor. Maybe you two work together. 
let's let's figure this out like i so i would i would get i would get war ready in 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 regards to to mobilization and and and, and the campaign trail so that's first and foremost once you figure what happened out then you can approach the future accordingly was it that people were scared of you know because the media was calling it the the corona rally yeah well then in that case maybe more outdoor venues maybe less people maybe more spread out or like people like uh, a venue where you have the capacity to spread out maybe something more in the digital realm because that is brad par scales yeah. uh specialty now what is interesting though on the flip side as opposed to like what the the physical attendance was from what I gather, the digital attendance was very high. Like the viewership digitally was five point three million. Five point three mil? Damn. So so that's another thing. Does that does that tell another story? There was a little bit of a back and forth with somebody in, in from Trump's camp and Chris Wallace today on Fox where he was pretty much asking her about, you know, everything that the campaign had promised. And it's like, well, he, you know, it was it was two thirds filled, everything like that. What happened? This, that, and the other. And she she did mention, well, you know, we do live in a digital era, so that is part of what could explain what happened. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that wasn't like an official answer or anything, but she was just sort of hypothetically saying well that could be it too because yeah. uh, she and she threw out that that 5.3 uh, million figure so we'll see we'll see uh but i do think that this is a very important moment for the campaign in terms of figuring out what needs to take place i don't think it's cause to hit the panic button especially when you're if you juxtapose this mo this moment to what Biden is doing, because see, I, I I liken this to an Eminem album that's like not that great. It's like, well, yeah, it wasn't his best effort. Like, it's a lot of songs weren't that good, but it's still Eminem though. Like, and you're comparing it to like all these these yeah, other yeah. these other rappers because at the end of the day, like we're used to a certain energy and and, and a certain vibe from a Trump rally, a certain amount of people. Yeah. So the bar is set kind of high. So something like this happens, which for as far as we know, is very common in politics. We don't know, but yeah. for Trump, it's not. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you, you, one would have to look at it in that, in that realm too. And from Biden's end, it's like, don't focus on the attendance because he's having rallies. Maybe you should start having rallies too. You know what I mean? You can't laugh at the guy at the gym that can only do 10 push-ups, but you're like sitting on your ass laughing at him. You can't do that. You got to, well, if you could do better, let's see. Yeah. And I think in politics that, again, rallies and, and, and firing up the base, it's, it's kind of important. And given the fact that you're getting destroyed online, like when it comes to the online campaigning. Yeah. You're being destroyed, so you have to have some type of, you know, energy from somewhere else. Yeah, and, and I think you brought up a very good, a very good point. Is like that's exactly what's going on. Not so much necessarily from Biden himself, but from the left 
and the media is like, well, you're essentially the guy sitting down laughing at the guy that could only do 10 push-ups, but at least he's doing push-ups. He's doing something. Yeah, yeah it's, it's that's very important. And you're right. When it comes to the whole online thing, you're getting it's not even a competition. Honestly, the TikTokers and the K-pop stands are doing a better job at least of doing something. Yeah. Cuz like you're not coming up with good ads. You're not coming up with there's really nothing that that's gripping. You're not yeah. coming up with memes. You're not, you know, like this is not this is not good. So so obviously if I if I'm Biden's camp, I would look at it like I'm excited. I'm happy that you didn't sell out and and it looks bad on you but now what do i do to kind of counteract that because if doing nothing is is not going to help either this definitely feels like an epic ass battle though like like the when you when you really recognize the gravity of everything that has happened this year the last four years I really do think, to be honest, I, I'll even go out on a limb and say, I think this is by far easily the most important election of our lifetime, but also one of the most important elections in history. I think this this is for all the marvels, it seems like. I think, yeah. and, and you're seeing every trick in the book yeah. like thrown out there like everything yeah and i don't know if it's because of my assessment that i've made a few times on this show where the left thinks that like this is it for them or it could be it or they're scared of having to shift back to the right a little bit because this is getting greasy. It's oh, getting it greasy. Is. Like it's 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 a wild it's a wild thing and it's only June. <laughs> and it's only June, yeah. So shit, July, August, September, October. That's it's not too many months left, so if you think that these these are the only tricks that that are left, no, I don't think so. I think it's gonna yeah. it might get crazier. Yeah. Especially once the debates happen and so we we yeah. still have we still have a very big thing coming soon, which is when Biden announces his vice president. Yeah, that's going to affect a lot. Um, so that that would be the biggest thing, and then maybe that's what the Republicans are waiting on to mobilize. Is like, all right, well. Once he announces that, now we know, you know. And yeah, that and also, you've ever been in an argument where nothing you say will make you right? So, like, when you're in the middle of it, you're like, what was the point of this exactly? And I feel like that that's that would be what would be happening right now if 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 people really started trying to debate, Right. That would happen. Like the right would just no. You're not right. You're fucked up for whatever. Yeah, you're wrong, wrong, and, and wrong, I wrong. agree. Any debate that that needs to happen right now needs to be moderated because the reality is that on the left you don't have a lot of people willing no. to debate. On the right you have way more people that are willing to debate. But because there are so many of those type of people on the left, everything needs to be moderated. Or otherwise, it they'll 
it'll result in nothing. Yeah, and and it's like, well, it's it's kind of wasted breath, really, wasted time, wasted tweets, wasted conversation because like, it's not going to go anywhere. Sometimes it's better to kind of let the wave, let let the motherfucker do the screaming, and then once he's done, it's all right. Are you ready to listen now? And then that's when you start. And and let's be honest, there's when it comes to you know like politics, the amount of time left from now to November is an eternity in politics. Oh yeah, that is an eternity in politics. So so you kind of have to you don't want to go full full on full speed and then and then gas out it's yeah. kind of like it's an endurance game kind of like let's you got to know when you got to take the pockets of when yeah, when yeah. you're supposed to kind of turn it up and when you're not supposed to so I, I think uh there has to be a response and there has to be some like you said you can't just stay quiet you know but if if you notice when people have said st- stuff when certain CEOs don't agree with what's going on now oh well, fire them oh you you get everything taken away from you and it's well at this point it's 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 about well what are you gonna say go ahead and say it and then and then we'll we'll actually have a rational conversation come August or yeah. come July you know so but the key is not staying quiet. As we wrap up the episode, um, just an update on the story that we talked about last week. Chaz in Seattle, the six-block radius. Well, sometimes it's six-block radius. Sometimes it's a four-block radius. We don't know, but it's occupied by some radical people um, that pretty much want to dismantle everything that we know about the United States. Uh, Originally, their purpose was for George Floyd and police brutality, but now it seems to be something totally different. So the name morphed from Chaz, which was the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, to now it's the Capitol Hill Occupied Protest. Yes, yeah. Um, Chop. Chop. And what's interesting, sad but interesting is that recently somebody was killed in CHOP and uh, somebody else severely injured and police and paramedics couldn't get in there to save their life. Yeah, and, and then there was a report that there was 11 people suffered non-life-threatening gunshot wounds. So I was like, wait, what the fuck happened? And then if you if you actually saw the report, it was very vague as if maybe the police couldn't get inside. And then sure enough, when you hear reports, when they went to go check it out and, and see what was going on, maybe, you know, see see who did it, or get a profile, they got nothing, and they were met with violent protesters. Yeah. So, and then people were mad because medics and police didn't do anything. Well, what do we do? Like, you're being violent. You're not saying we're not allowed here. Yeah. Well, first off, you don't even fuck with the police. So they should just be a non-factor. Like, you shouldn't even worry about that. And then... Then CHOP medics were at the scene. Wait, what? When (laughs) did this happen? Like, like, wait, there was... CHOP has medics assigned? Like, what's... I do think that that was one good thing about the rally in terms of some of the things that, that Trump said. Um... 
maybe it's worth just letting Chop and Seattle and all that nonsense crash and burn because to kind of show, well, this is why things are the way they are versus like what these radical people want. And seems to be some legitimacy to it as things develop. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's it's a crazy, crazy time. Another thing is having the stamina for all this stuff, right? Because, like, yeah, if you're a campaigner or if you're Donald Trump, if you're a politician, you have to have the stamina. But that's why most Americans don't run for politics and don't give a fuck about that shit because all they really care about is voting. Yeah. And see, that's a big... And some don't even care about that. Yeah, yeah, and some don't even care about that. So it's like, well, you have to look at that with the whole CHOP situation as like, well, you guys want to do that, we know who we're going to vote for. Because this is the type of response we're getting from 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 Seattle. Yeah. And, and, and their politicians, which I thought they were here for us, but I guess CHOP is a thing. And so... At the end, it becomes a, a situation. And then you could profile. Like, did you see some of the people in, in that area? Like, like some of the videos? They're warped out. Yeah. Bummy looking. It's like, well, what do you contribute? What are you doing? Do you even vote? Do you vote? So anything that you want to do, like, is it really, like, gonna do anything or yeah are you competing against the people that have their shit together and then they're gonna vote and you know what i mean so a lot of it it, it's uh and it's just sad really for for seattle that you're allowing this because that's taxpayer dollars those six blocks it's not like you know there's companies there there's a police department businesses so you, you can't let that shit ride and 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 think that people are the general public is going to be okay with that because enough people that were protesting deemed it necessary to happen whoa i think that's going to fly with with a lot of people so so you said yeah when it crashes and burns you'll have a lot of shit to 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 kind of Look at pictures, and videos. To fire up uh, yeah. the reasons why one would vote for Trump. Yeah. So, but but definitely crazy that it's still a thing even now. Yeah. You know? Very much so. Do you think that would happen in Chicago? Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it would happen. I think it definitely could happen. And I think the response would be very similar, if not worse, than what it is over there. Um, yeah, because there seems to be this huge rise in. Well, you you brought it up before, and and I've looked into it. The idea of Nietzsche's slave morality versus master morality, and yeah. we do seem to be in a culture atmosphere that slave morality is more of like what's what's in right now especially not so much on the ground level because i i feel like on the ground level you see a lot of people that are 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 willing and want to just like take accountability and like you know master their destiny yeah 
But you do see, on the other hand, amongst politicians and even some on the ground level that are just like, oh, no, the the, the poor people, we got to do something, the community and everything like that. But don't put any real look into the accountability aspect of yeah. things. And I think... I think from the perspective of the people they're they're more or less pawns that really believe in this shit i think the politicians are smarter and like i think they're seeking control i think they're seeking tenure i think they're seeking long lucrative careers of power and 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 authority yeah because it, it it's hard for me to 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 rationalize that they don't really know better. Yeah, and it's important for them to have people think as a collective because you yeah. control them better, as opposed to somebody that thinks for themselves and, by all accounts, they decide themselves how they want to live their life. You can't control that person because yeah. that person has a roadmap. I think even with this whole situation that's going on with the George Floyd protest, you're seeing people not stepping back and looking at things as individuals. Because, like, collective thinking or, or even or even looking at things as a collective isn't such a bad thing, right? That's what statistics are, right? That's a collective amount of information, science, that... that, that that's gathered, right? So you look at s- stuff and, and you need that because then you kind of have an idea of what the person is all about yeah. or, or at least kind of get an idea of, of, of the culture. But I think where people are failing miserably is looking at people as individuals. And that's where like the collective thinking is bad because it's like, well, yes, you might think you understand somebody, but you don't because this is a person that might be Chinese, black, white, or whatever, but they still have their own thoughts, you know? Yeah, and another thing that I think in your assessment of the collective ought to be brought up is you mentioned the pros of the collective, but the cons of the collective essentially are why the founding fathers didn't want this country to be a democracy, but instead a republic. Yes. Because right now, if you put, and and this is an example that I I developed from uh, Dinesh D'Souza's new book, uh, The United States of Socialism. Right now, if you take 100 people, right? You got 100 people, and 70 of them believe that they can steal, kill, rape, do whatever to the other 30. What are you going to do? Just because they're they're a collective doesn't make them right. Exactly. So the collective what matters also is the information yeah. because another example that we can take from our personal life. We recently were talking to our realtor and we were giving her a little bit of 
the background story of, of where we grew up and how we grew up and the environment we grew up and the type of friends we have and everything like that. And in telling her that story, something that we discussed was how our decisions often did not line up and correlate with the collective of our friends. Yes. But the result that we see now is different than the collective of our friends. Yes. And I think if in an honest, well, I've had friends flat out tell me that they would trade their situation for mine in a heartbeat. But I think on the grand scale of our friends, I think if, if, if many of them were honest, yeah. I think they there would there would be that willingness present to be like oh well like I would trade my situation for that not like yeah. to be that person but to be in a position where I have like that degree of upward mobility yeah. financial security like all of these things but it wasn't given it it was worked for yeah. so what I'm saying is that even in in realms such as that you often will find that the collective isn't always right. So yeah, there could be a good collective. Yeah. There could be a bad collective. Like if the collective was yeah. on what we've been on, yeah. shit, we would probably be much further because that would inc that would have increased the yes. firepower, the manpower to be able to do, oh, well, we're going to get a building that's only this big, but now we have this many people. We could get one that's this big and make yeah. this much more money and everything like that. But see, that's the thing. It takes kind of like... It's kind of an art to look at things that way, if you think about it. Because like, we're looking at it from the scope of, first of all, I'm an individual and I make my choices. Right. Collectivism, again, we look at that as this is how we inform ourselves of other humans. But we are still ourselves and yeah. we should still be ourselves. Yeah. And I think that people completely do not like read things that way no and, and, and it's it, kind it, of it's a sad essentially thing. the way that we look at it is essentially at this corner there's a stop sign and everybody has to adhere to that stop sign but once you pass that stop sign where you go is up to you yeah. so that's the thing is like yeah from the collective you can get data to kind of give you the outline picture, but the the way that you color in the shades and the colors you decide to use and, and, and everything you decide to do is really on you. And I think we have displayed the willingness to color in those shades where many people kind of stop at the outline. It's yes. like, oh, well, how come this is this? And then their picture is so colorful. It's like, well, because you're so deeply rooted in the collective and, and to the point where sometimes it blinds you, like like what you said about Idris Elba earlier in regards to, well, he's a good actor. I like his movies. That's where it stops for me. So yes. that doesn't, that doesn't, because his picture is different than mine, doesn't mean anything because I'm still drawing my own picture. It's just that this is something yes. that along the road, I, I I engage in or entertain with or, or whatever the case. Another example, the debates we had when it came to the whole uh, 
protesting. A lot of the people were online looking at things and saying this is this and that, this is that. We were on the ground floor. We saw for ourselves because yeah. at the end, you only really know unless you're there, right? Yeah. And that's the thing about statistics. Or, or you have a very trustable source and which that's the problem with the media right now is they're not a trustable source because there was a time where you didn't need people like us because the media would do their job like they would go and they would give and they wouldn't be which was badass what trump said in 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 the rally yesterday they wouldn't be there saying oh yeah everything is fine the protesters are peaceful and everything but the target and behind is like burning <laughs> yeah like which he brought that up and is so right there that is a clear as day example of why you're not trusted so yeah. i i don't wholeheartedly agree that you yourself have to be on the ground floor but if you are going to take information from anybody that is on the ground floor and is 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 uh corresponding what's going on on the ground floor there has to be a trusted reliable source and there's not much of that in the mainstream but we're finding more of that in the alternative realm yeah well that's our episode for this week thank you guys so much for listening the show continues to grow because you guys keep listening so keep on listening remember we're on spotify soundcloud stitcher apple and google follow us on twitter at hanging with apes we're out peace peace